1: Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeNiro, and today we have a hashtag super stack show for you guys because we're talking all about AEW blood and motherfucking guts. What a show that was. We're going to talk all about that. But first, before we get to AEW blood and guts, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Thank you for always supporting. I'm talking about all over the world too. I'm talking about Australia, Canada. UK, Ireland, India Mexico, yo the list goes on and on and I'm so fucking humble and appreciative of all my fans, thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, shout out to Circle of Debate, shout out to Top Rope Wrestling, shout out to the Dirty Hills podcast, Clark Street, all of my homies in the League of Extraordinary Podcasts. thank you for always supporting, thank you for always riding with the Wrestling DeLorean and big shout out to The Coming Down the Aisle podcast that I just appeared on on Wednesday, check that out. That was a super dope episode where we discussed and did a watch-along of ECW Heat Wave 95, Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus Hayabusa and Jinsei Shizaki. What a match that was. ladies and gentlemen, I also want to give a shout-out to some other podcasts. OTTR, Off the Top Ropes, Cage My IQ, shout-out to Big Dan, Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get into the Superstack show right now. So let's talk all about blood and guts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your Friday morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Today's going to be a rural AEW heavy show. We're talking all about blood and guts. But first, I want to give a shout out. To John Cena, congratulations on 20 years in the game. I really did enjoy John Cena's appearance on Monday Night Raw. This was the go-home show for uh, Money in the Bank. We'll discuss Money in the Bank next week on Monday, which is uh, Independence Day, but we'll still be here with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, talking about Money in the Bank, which is going down this Saturday live in Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to support the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, all you got to do is... Is go to threefallsbrand.com, that is T H R E E, fallsbrand.com, and cop yourself a shirt. Three Falls Brand is the best rock and wrestling merchandise on the motherfucking planet. And now it is the home of the Wrestling Delore merchandise. But I'm going to let my homie Mean Gene, the CEO and co founder of Three Falls Brand, tell you all about it. Hey,
2: listeners, this is Mean Gene of Three Falls Brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out threefallsbrand.com for all your wrestle punk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from, whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, at Sushi Onita and the Lower Class Bratz, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at 3Fallsbrand. Again, Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Thanks and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast.
1: I, AEW. Oh, what a week AEW has had. From the Forbidden Door pay per view on Sunday, which I thought was a success, along with New Japan Pro Wrestling. To a very well done Blood and Guts that took place on Wednesday. For those who don't know, Blood and Guts is AEW's version of War Games. For those who don't know what War Games is, two rings, side by side, enclosed by a massive steel cage with a roof. War Games is currently a copyright of and trademark of the WWE, but many companies have their war games type matchup. We've seen Lethal Lockdown in TNA. We've seen the uh, the War Chamber in MLW. Even the Elimination Chamber in the WWE is a spinoff of War Games, but AEW has their own blood and guts. We saw it last year between the Pinnacle and the inner circle i know a lot of people were complaining about the matchup last year because of the ending uh i thought last year was fucking great i think the only thing that ruined it for me last year was the pacing of the show was hindered by the commercial breaks taken by AEW, and that's not really AEW's fault you know they they can't just go and tell the the channel that they want to you know go commercial free because how do you think you know tbs and turner makes their money off of ad revenue so i understand why you can't go commercial free therefore you know i I did what i had to do to watch the show commercial free because i I wanted to see this in its entirety without the interruptions and boy was that a great idea by me because this felt like a pay-per-view commercial free this show felt like this was a pay-per-view quality show coming off of a pay-per-view on sunday it felt like AEW put on another pay-per-view. And, you know, I had to do what I had to do. The, the international fans, they, they have the AEW package on Fight where they get the show commercial-free. And I think that's fucking dope. I wish that was an option in the United States. But, you know, it could be an option if you know the way to go around it. But well, that, that's, that's for another, you know, discussion. If you guys want to know, hit me up and I'll let you know. But definitely watching this show commercial-free added so much to the show. This show took place in Detroit Rock City, a debut for AEW. AEW never was in the state of Michigan. Here they made their debut very strong in Detroit. The War Games matchup, or the Blood and Guts matchup, I should say, was the main event. We are going to talk all about that in the next segment, but we're going to talk about the matches and segments that came before Blood and Guts because it wasn't just a one-match show. We started out with Orange Cassidy coming out to a new song, coming out to Jane by Jefferson Airplane, no longer using Where Is My Mind by the, the Pixies. But Orange Cassidy coming out with the best friends to go against all-ego Ethan Page. This was a fun match, tremendous matchup. I think that Orange Cassidy is slowly being built back up into a title contender. Orange Cassidy put on a amazing performance, a stellar performance against Will Ospreay at the pay-per-view and just a mere three days later put on another great matchup with all-ego Ethan Page. I personally am a big Ethan Page fan, and I hope that eventually we see more of a push for Ethan Page. But right now, Ethan Page has been a good hand developing other wrestlers. I think that Orange Cassidy had a good victory against him, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see what's next for Cassidy. He showed he could hang with the top elite in the world with Will Ospreay. Pulls out a big victory here against all-ego Ethan Page. Got to keep the momentum strong. Next, Tony Schiavone brings out a man who is surrounded by a lot of controversy due to his comments last week on the show. He brings out Christian Cage. By the way, with AEW missing MJF during this time period, it really feels like Christian Cage is taking that controversial promo style and running with it, and it, it, it is... Just amazing to see Christian Cage in top heel form. He comes out here. He says that he was told to apologize for the statement he made about Jungle Boy's father being dead last week. He said he only apologizes that the rest of his family isn't dead. Besides his mom, who he tells him to to call him. He then says that he requested a match tonight, but he did not request a match for himself. We then see Luchasaurus come out with a whole new look, new music. He has like a black... Uh, mask now he has a black attire very Kane like vibes you know he comes out with pyro the the music is kind of reminiscent of the original Kane music in 1997 so Kane like vibes here he is a heel and he is under the I guess spell of Christian Cage the matchup was not for Christian Cage the matchup was for Luchasaurus who goes against Serpentico and this was an absolute squash Luchasaurus just absolutely destroys Serpentico in mere seconds. Afterwards, we see Luchasaurus walk back to the back with Christian Cage. It looks like Luchasaurus is under, you know, some brain control or mind control with Christian Cage because last week Luchasaurus wants to rip Christian Cage's head off for the statements he said about Jungle Boy. And this week, Luchasaurus is, you know, letting the sin win. You know what I mean? My, my man is dressed in all black looking like he's taking great pleasure in destroying people and walking on the dark side with christian cage we then have a backstage face-to-face between wardlow and scorpio sky it is announced for the tnt title next week we're going to have wardlow versus scorpio sky in a street fight i think that it is without a doubt time to pull the trigger and give wardlow some gold and i think you know that's exactly what's going to happen next week on AEW. I think that Wardlow becomes your new TNT champion. Then we got Max Caster and the Gun Club, a.k.a. the Ass Boys, versus Dan Housen and two mystery partners. Dan Housen comes out and he says that he picked two guys who, you know, he thinks that they can wrestle. You know, really downplaying who he's about to pick as his tag team partners. And... It ends up being the current Ring of Honor, the current AAA, and the current IWGP Tag Team Champions. In my opinion, the best tag team in the world today, FTR, and yeah, FTR and Danhausen basically put the ass whipping onto the Ass Boys and Max Caster. But the, tr- the story came after the match when uh, the-, the the Gun Club and the Acclaim were. Basically getting in each other's face. They got into a shoving matchup and Billy Gunn shoved his own son, Austin Gunn, to the floor, siding with the acclaimed. Billy Gunn turned his back on his sons. How do you turn your back on family for the acclaimed? Very, very interesting stuff. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with that story. We then get a backstage promo. Sanjay Dutt wants Jay Lethal to face Samoa Joe at Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. I want to talk about that a little bit because Ring of Honor is coming back to pay-per-view next month with Death Before Dishonor, which is a staple in the Ring of Honor calendar year. And it looks so far from what the predicted card is going to be. It's going to be a very stacked card. I love the new logo. I love the red and black logo. It's very reminiscent of the original Ring of Honor logo. And it is rumored that from... Here on out, Ring of Honor will be, you know, having a weekly show. Ring of Honor will be back on television, which I think is fucking awesome. Ring of Honor deserves to be on television. I can't wait to see this newer vision that Tony Khan has for Ring of Honor. We had a TBS title matchup. Jade Cargill versus Layla Gray. It was pretty much a squash match. Afterwards, Jade Cargill gets into a brawl with uh, Athena And it looks like Layla Gray is trying to be on Jay Cargill's side and be the newest baddie in the group. Jay Cargill ain't really having it, though. You know what I mean? She doesn't look too pleased with Layla Gray trying to insert herself in Jade's business with Athena. So, I I don't know. This segment really didn't do much for me. The match didn't do much for me, so it's whatever. But ladies and gentlemen, this show is basically built all around the main event the Blood and Guts match, the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. This matchup went about an hour and it was absolutely brilliant. I fucking love this matchup. And we're going to be talking all about this matchup when we come back from this commercial break. So stay tuned
2: It's the man, the king, the god of this shit. Nick fucking Gage. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Easter Block. Shout out to my hate club. Rest in peace, Big Nate Hatred. And rest in peace, my brother Justice Payne i'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy my gang member mike denaro and mike i want to start this off by saying thank you man for repping the FDK gang the right way i want to say thank you like i tell the rest of the people and i keep telling them and telling them mike if it wasn't for you or the rest of the gang me the gage i wouldn't be here right now mike and that definitely wouldn't be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Deloraine podcast. I was on it. It was a dope-ass podcast. We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. So go check out... The Deloraine Podcast... Every Monday... Wednesday and Friday. They do this shit three days... A week. So from the king of this shit... From the god of Deathmatch Wrestling... Go check out the Deloraine Podcast. And remember... They do it three times a week. They ain't slacking. They're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking day. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man.
1: Welcome back to the show ladies and gentlemen We are about to talk all about blood and guts The main event to this week's episode of AEW It was an absolute bloodbath Just like the name said it was This was absolute chaos This was absolute carnage And if I say absolute one more time I'm gonna smack myself in the face Let's just get right into this fucking matchup All right, this is the reason why people brought their ticket. This is the reason why everybody tuned in to this week's episode of AEW, Blood and Guts, the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is made up of Chris Jericho, of course, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager going up against Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Uta, John Moxley, the new AEW interim champion, Santana Ortiz, and... And the newly debuted Claudio Castagnoli. Man, this crowd was ready to rock and roll from the moment that Cage dropped. Sammy Guevara starts off the match with Claudio Castagnoli. This was a good back and forth, but Claudio just absolutely decimated Sammy as Sammy tried to just escape Claudio's grasp. Uh, The Jericho Appreciation Society has the man advantage in this matchup. So next came Daniel Garcia. He comes in for the Jericho Appreciation Society wheeler Yuta's next after that so a huge pop huge pop the fans were chanting i don't know if it was during the commercial break because i was watching this commercial free but the fans were chanting we want wheeler and wheeler Yuta. i want to take a second and say wheeler Yuta is by far the biggest breakout star in 2022 for aew in the end of 2021, this was a backup character for the best friends. In 2022, my man is getting chance in the main event where you have former champions like Jericho, current champions like Moxley, former superstars like Claudio and Jake Hager. You got Eddie Kingston who is adored by that crowd. And this crowd is chanting for Willa Yuta. And Willa Yuta comes in with a huge pop takes care of business before Jericho Appreciation Society gets the next man in because of the man advantage. And it is Jake Hager, former tag team partner of Claudio, who, by the way, Claudio and Hager have a stare down and a showdown. They go at it for the three minutes. Next comes AEW's new interim world champion, John Moxley. He comes in and he starts to stab Daniel Garcia with a fucking fork. The blood, yo, he's just blooding Garcia. He's just mutilating him with this fork. Insane. Angelo Parker is in next. Parker tries to flee quickly because the BCC is standing tall here, but to no avail, Parker gets absolutely destroyed by Moxley by Yuda and by Claudio. In next is Ortiz. Moxley is pouring broken glass in the ring and Powell drives. I think it was Daniel Garcia onto the glass. Absolutely nasty. Blood everywhere. From the Jericho Appreciation Society, Matt Menard is next in this matchup. And things start to really get bloody now because you got John Moxley's cut from Sunday reopened and he's bleeding all over the fucking place. You got uh, Angelo Parker bleeding and hanging from the fucking scaffold, looking like a fucking dead body. It was fucking nasty. Uh, just craziness, you know what I mean? There's blood everywhere. As expected, the fucking match is called Blood and Guts. Next is Santana. Santana comes in with a table and a barbed wire bat and instantly like the first movie goes for is a urinagi, i believe on matt menard and his knee buckled and this is the last we see him santana ah, man the injuries in aew right now is crazy they're racking up and they're top stars i pray i pray i pray that santana is not seriously injured i hope this is not a situation where he needs knee surgery but it did look pretty nasty santana was quickly taken out of this matchup but uh, anyway you know this is about to get a, a lot more violent fucking john moxley is stabbing matt menard with a fork and then tries to stab him with barbecue skewers on some masada shit if you know you know next chris jericho comes in he has floyd the bat he's just wailing on everybody everybody's down besides jericho and then Eddie Kingston's next in the last man for his team, which means that the Blood and Guts, blood and guts match is going to commence. You could finally get a pinfall. The match didn't even technically start until all 12 men were in the ring, which they are now all in the ring. And Eddie Kingston goes right for Chris Jericho. You know this is, this is fucking personal. Eddie Kingston wants Chris Jericho's blood. So Kingston goes right for Jericho. You know, at one point there was rubbing alcohol that was introduced in the match. That Chris Jericho poured the rubbing alcohol on John Moxley's open wound, which was fucking nasty. Then he hit the Judas effect on John Moxley. Uh, Moxley and Wheeler poured tacks all over the ring. And while John Moxley and Wheeler you are pouring thousands and thousands and thousands of tacks in one ring, with also had the glass in that ring, on the other side, you got Claudio and Eddie Kingston and Ortiz ripping up the ring mat and exposing the boards. So, I'm wondering, you have exposed boards, the other ring you have glass and tacks. This shit is getting violent, and it is insane that this is the type of violent wrestling that they're showing on live TV because you won't see this shit anywhere else on national television. Anyway, Ty Conte comes out, she takes out the referee, then she takes the referee's uh, key to open up the cage. But Ruby So comes out and she fights off Ty Conte. Ruby Soho is a fan, not a fan, Ruby Soho is a friend of Eddie Kingston, so she's showing her loyalty to Kingston and Team Kingston here. Chris Jericho escapes the Blood and Guts cage and climbs all the way to the top, the roof, which is basically like a double Hell in the Cell. Eddie Kingston follows up after him. Eddie Kingston takes it to Chris Jericho up there. He's just hitting him with back fists and knocks him down. Sammy Guevara climbs up to the top, and Sammy Guevara now is... Taking it to Kingston, we have a two on one beatdown and Eddie Kingston up on the top of the fucking case, 25 feet in the air. And then out of nowhere, Eddie Kingston, holy shit, he tosses Sammy Guevara off of the top. Sammy goes flipping through the air, 25 feet down onto fucking tables. Absolutely insane. Like, I don't even care if that was a fucking crash pad. I would never take that fucking bump. That was fucking crazy. Insane. A guy falling 25 feet fucking head first into fucking crash pads even is fucking dangerous. This match is just getting insane, yo. Like, honestly, I'm going to tell you this right now. This is probably the most chaotic AEW matchup ever. Besides the arena anarchy matchup from Double or Nothing, this has got to be a close number two. Jericho is still up there with Eddie Kingston. He puts the walls of Jericho on Eddie Kingston. But Claudio Castagnoli climbs to the top of the cage, and Claudio hits the big boot on Jericho to break up the walls. Claudio then hits the big swing on Jericho, 25 feet up in the air on the top of the cage. Matt Menard climbs up to stop Claudio. We now have Kingston and Jericho, Claudio and Matt Menard, all four men on top of the cage. The fans are at like a fever pitch. They're fucking going absolutely nuts. The ending finally comes when Eddie Kingston puts the stretch plum on Chris Jericho as Claudio has the sharpshooter on Matt Menard. Now, Eddie Kingston, all he wants is his revenge on Eddie on Chris Jericho. Eddie Kingston wants to make Chris Jericho tap. That'll be the ultimate satisfaction for Eddie Kingston. But as he has the same maneuver that he made Chris Jericho tap out before in the stretch plum Claudio has a deep sharpshooter on Matt Menard right behind Kingston. And before Chris Jericho could tap, Matt Menard taps. The winners of the match is the BCC and Eddie Kingston. But Eddie Kingston is not satisfied. Eddie Kingston is pissed because he did not get the satisfaction of beating Jericho because his arch rival, Claudio, got the satisfaction of getting the win for the matchup. So as happy as Eddie Kingston is for winning the matchup, he seemed really disappointed that he didn't get his revenge on Jericho as much as he wanted to. So the show ends with the whole team on top of the cage celebrating, but you can see the disappointment in Eddie Kingston. Without a doubt, you know, at the end, Eddie Kingston and Claudio raise hands, so there is some type of respect there, but I guarantee you there is going to be a showdown coming soon. It is without question that we're going to be getting Eddie Kingston and Claudio as the next feud. Eddie Kingston is boiling over. We're going to have Eddie Kingston finally just fucking snap and take out Claudio. What I thought about this match, this was absolutely batshit insane. This matchup was crazy. About an hour of just violence, an hour of non-stop action. There was no dull moments in this match. Uh, I watched the commercial free, so the shit was just action that kept on going and going and going. The ending was Sammy Guevara getting tossed off the fucking cage all the way 25 feet down through the table. Insane. That's going to be a moment, I guarantee you, that lives on forever with AEW video packages. And you know that moment's going to always be shown. I guarantee you, by next Wednesday on Dynamite, that's going to be in the opening intro. This was a... Stellar stellar performance by all 12 men. Like everybody did their thing. Uh it was unfortunate that Santana got hurt. I really, you know, I wish him a speedy recovery. I hope that it's not anything serious. But yeah, I mean, another victory for AEW. Another win for AEW, man. Like they are firing on all the cylinders. They're on a roll, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. I personally loved it. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be here on Monday, the 4th of July, talking all about money in the bank. So make sure you tune in on Monday to the Wrestling Delorean Podcast. I love you guys. Thank you for supporting. You're the best. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. You know what I mean? Make make positive decisions. Don't don't, don't fucking, you know, be idiots out here. Like, it's already, the, the, the country's already in turmoil. You know what I mean? The 4th of July, let's all be safe. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for always riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And I will be right here on Monday with more Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So have a great weekend. I love you guys.
3: Till the wolves call. Bitches let a drink in the club. Till the wolves call. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. To the wolves call. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done.
1: Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a snyder, extend the clip. So who wanna play hero? Go bash shit like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolves, so we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, Don Dada, the top shot up the top spot. And the boss you cross, that's when your ride stop Bakayak with that white chalk Triggers, finger streets, might leave your brains on the sidewalk Niggas
3: that get tough in the hood To the wolves come solo. Bitches let a drink in the club To the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street To the, the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor <laughs> we the Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the pack Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dippin', creepin' through the night, it's precise. Catch a nigga slippin' for his ice, worth your life. Answers, yes, well, did nigga pay your price. Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs, cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing up something. Aight, Catch aight. him slippin' with them codes and he ain't tellin' us nothin'. Catch a nigga foolin' twice, and then I'm pressing that button. Send Ooh. his ass away, permanent vacation, start bluffin'. Must've moved to Honolulu, changed his name to make love said you know what you know that's for the pack to remember and if a nigga leakin' these we gotta niggas say the dead don't talk but that money do if i put a hole in his melon i bet his honey do shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal i can it's like a tough in the hood to the bitches let a drink in the club to the surrounded by the sheep in the street to the everyone strip on the floor we the heard them got them niggas they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter addy nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dippin', creepin' through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slippin' for his ice, worth your life Answers yes, well then nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight